0: The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210 308 8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodríguez, El Conservador talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. How are all my friends out there on this beautiful Saturday, October 21st, 2023? Welcome to the show, my friends. We've got a packed show for you. We've got some great guests for you. Uh, we want to um, make sure that you uh, know that uh, you can always listen to our program by going to uh, our social page. Uh, at Facebook and at link in uh, LinkedIn and uh, we always post the show after the uh, uh, after we've re- aired it as well as it is repeated here on our program uh, and uh, on our uh, station on KLUP it is repeated and uh, it gives everybody an opportunity to listen to the show uh, we are also I am also very very happy to um, post it. Uh, send it to you on email if you'd like uh, All you have to do is just join Our um, our subscription And um, send me an email And we will get you on the, on the list So, who are Our guests? Well, my friends I don't know about you, but all of our guests Are going to be talking about something Very, very important, the porous Border We are being threatened by Hamas We are being threatened by uh, Hezbollah, and We have an administration that is letting anybody and everybody in without being vetted. Yep, we don't know who's coming in. We know that there's been uh, several hundred uh, illegal aliens that have been stopped at the border. These are the ones that have been caught who have ties to terrorist organizations. Yes. So, uh, you know, most of our folks are going to tell you, my friends, that it's not a question of if. It's a question of when they're going to... uh, cause some damage for you, for us. So let me tell you who our guests are, and uh, we'll jump into the show. Our first guest is uh, Mr. Ira Melman with FAIR from Washington, D.C. Ira is going to be telling us about uh, these staggering numbers that have been occurring this past uh, year. Three million illegal aliens have entered this year. How many of those are terrorists? How many are criminals? Heaven only knows but uh, he's going to be talking to us about the staggering numbers. Then we've got John Zadrozny, my very good friend, from America First Legal Foundation, also in Washington, D.C. John's going to be talking to us about uh, the court cases and the battles that are being fought in Washington, D.C., my friends, for the sake of the security of the nation. Uh, It is is really, really a hard time in D.C. Then we've got uh, my very good friend, Uh, County Judge John Schuster from Kenney County, Texas, that's in Brackettville, about 90 miles, about uh, uh, 130 miles west of San Antonio. And uh, they are a border county. They are suffering beyond belief. He's going to be giving you information uh, uh, an update about what is happening in his backyard. Also, very very interesting, my friends. Judge Schuster. Uh, less than five minutes after uh, we finished his um, his interview, uh, there was he was uh, going to lunch, and there was a car chase that uh, all, drove him almost off the off the road right there in his community. This is what these folks have to put up with on a on a regular basis. Our final guess is is. Uh, Another good friend, Sheriff Richard Mack, or should I say retired Sheriff uh, Richard Mack, who is now president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Very, very active organization, my friends, in defending the sheriffs. Now, he is important because, my friends, there is an effort that's been started uh, by leftists. Uh, It's not enough that they are undermining uh, the, the police departments. In the, in the urban areas now they want to go after the, the sheriffs they want to undermine the sheriffs they want to question where the sheriffs get their uh, authority and they want to challenge it they don't want law and order as we know it they want political law and order they want political uh, uh, justice that's what they want so uh, he's going to be chatting with us so my friends once again thank you for joining us Welcome to the show. Call your friends. Tell them to join us. Well, let's go to our first guest, Mr. Ira Melman, with the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform in Washington, D.C. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. And uh, we've got our good friend, Mr. Ira Melman, from FAIR, the Federation for uh, for American Immigration Reform. And uh, I wanted to get him on because, my friends, uh, well, first of all, FAIR being the foremost organization that uh, advocates for border control and immigration sanity, um, we've got uh, quite a predicament here on the border now with the uh, situation, with uh, the threats coming from Hamas and uh, from uh, 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 Hezbollah. And um, we still have a wide open border, and uh, Mister Maiorcas just doesn't seem to get the, the the message. Ira, thank you very much for joining us, taking time to thank be with us.
2: Thanks, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, all right, so tell us, my friend, we've got a porous border. How porous is this border? Ha- has this border been uh, in in FY twenty three? Just this past, just this fiscal year, the eleven. Well,
2: yeah, the, the, the September numbers have not come out officially, but by the when September comes out, uh, it will be over three million people who crossed our borders illegally uh, this year. And that oh my
1: know, the, gosh, I mean, three million. Yes. Three million,
2: uh, you know, and then you know, since the Biden administration has come to office, the numbers are uh, up to close to nine million people, uh, including uh, about 1.7 million who were not even encountered. These are people that were detected coming across the border illegally uh, and just got away before they could be encountered by the border patrol. So, look, I mean, the, the terrorists are smart. Uh, they understand what our vulnerabilities are, and we're seeing. You know, we're getting direct threats from Hamas. Uh, global jihad. We're uh, getting direct threats from uh, Iran that you know say that they you know th- there's going to be a a wider war uh, and that everybody needs to be watching out. Uh, we should take them very very seriously. You know, we all you have to do is turn on the TV and look what's going on uh, in Israel to understand that these people are serious and that you know the United States along with Israel is on their list of countries they would like to bring down. So. We, we used to take them very, very seriously and start to pay close attention to uh, our border, uh, get it under control, and also start to look for some of the people who, who have come into the country over the past two and a half years that shouldn't be
3: here.
1: God, the and, and what's really irritating is this situation where... Mayorkas uh, just uh, the the Homeland Security Secretary just doesn't seem to uh, to be reacting or acknowledging the threat or the numbers
2: no you know they continue to deny that there's a crisis Uh, they continue to maintain policies encourage people to come to the United States illegally and you know again and this is against a backdrop now Uh, of a world where we are threatened by terrorist organizations that have shown the damage they can inflict on people who are not prepared to deal with it. Uh, You know, ironically, the Secretary of Homeland Security has been implementing policies that actually undermine the security of our homeland. And and it's simply unacceptable. Uh, You know, he should not be in that job. Uh, The President needs to uh, take control here, put somebody in that position that really intends to enforce our borders, to enforce our laws, because, you know, nobody wants to see what what is happening now in the Middle East happening here in this country. And yet we are inviting it if we don't get serious about this.
1: I watched uh, this past weekend while I was down at the border, I watched the Border Patrol agents uh, involved strictly, I mean, all of them, all of them were involved in processing uh, in Helping people in, helping people to get their, I mean, getting their names, uh, and who knows what their names really were. Uh, no real uh, identification was asked. Um, uh, watching that, I never saw anybody being apprehended, or should I say, like in the old days, caught out and, uh, and brought in and then deported. I mean, I'm just not seeing that.
2: No, no uh, you know they're putting people out onto the streets. Look, most of them are economic migrants. Uh, you know it's damaging to the country in other ways. Uh, but while they are processing all these people, it means that the border is wide open, and that's what they're taking advantage of. That's what the drug cartels are taking advantage of. Uh, that is potentially what these terrorist organizations can take advantage of, because if they're processing children, they are not out there stopping the bad guys from coming across, and that's why we've had one point seven million people who we know entered the country, but we don't know where they wound up. Uh, Look, even if a tiny percentage of those people are dangerous, it can have a
1: detrimental, hugely detrimental effect on this country. You know, there's the issue of fentanyl. uh, 25,000 pounds this fiscal year. 25,000 pounds. There's also the issue of um, besides the terrorists, of just criminals coming across. That uh, you know, no, they're they're not checking.
2: Yeah, uh, look, anybody can come across, and so yeah, I mean, we we know that there are criminals coming across. Uh, we know that there are potentially uh, terrorists coming across. We we know that fentanyl is getting into the country in large amounts. All you have to do is look at the seizures that have occurred. If the cartels are willing to sacrifice that much fentanyl, you can bet that many, many more times that amount is getting through successfully. So, you know, it's just the cost of doing business. So when the administration and, um, you know, Mayorkas boast about how much fentanyl they're stopping at the border, the question ought to be, well, you know, these are smart businessmen. Uh, they know... Uh, that you know, there's certain amount is going to be confiscated, but they also know that they're going to get a heck of a lot more through, and that's precisely why 70,000 plus people are dying from fentanyl in this country every year.
1: Now, what's even even more uh, interesting and complicating this whole situation is uh, the defund the police movement within the big cities, as well as a uh, complete. I mean, here in San Antonio and in Bexar County, they are not asking. Uh, when they arrest someone, they are not asking them whether or not they uh, are in the country illegally or not. I mean, uh, these folks are are being provided even more hiding, uh, uh, even more hiding spaces.
2: Yeah, I I mean, that has been the sort of the ethos of sanctuary cities that they're not going to cooperate in any way and they're doing this at the detriment of the people that they're scorned to protect uh they are endangering public safety you know if you have somebody who has been arrested for a crime and can be removed from the country, you know, you ought to be prioritizing the removal of those people. Uh, and, and it, it's part of a pattern here. You know, you mentioned the defund the police movement. We have seen what that has done to communities around the country. Go to San Francisco. Uh, you know, you, you can't go into a pharmacy and buy anything anymore because most of them have closed because they, they just Ripping everything off the shelves and walking out. Once you go down that road of saying, you know, we're just going to selectively enforce laws, uh, we're going to send the message that certain laws we're not going to enforce at all. Then people respond and say, you know, if you're not going to arrest me for shoplifting, I'll just shoplift. If you're not going to uh, do anything about me being in the country illegally, I'll just come to the country illegally. And that's what we're seeing happen, not just in immigration, but in many aspects of life in America today. We have sent a signal that we don't care about our laws. And the people who disobey our laws are taking this as an invitation to just go ahead and do what they want.
1: And unfortunately, we are seeing the immigrants, these migrants, learn that. Uh, Almost immediately.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I mean, they are not stupid. Uh, They are responding to the signals that we are sending. Look, you know, we we mentioned earlier that. Uh, when the t- fiscal year, the books are closed on the last fiscal year will be over 3 million people uh, who came across that border illegally. In 2020, uh, it was 400,000. So we're talking about almost an eightfold increase over the past few years. And that didn't happen by itself. That happened because this administration sent a clear signal that we are not going to enforce our immigration laws. And so the people who are coming here they're acting rationally. They're acting illegally, but the per- they're acting yeah. perfectly rationally. It's our administration that is irrational.
1: That's right. That's right. Ira, thank you very, very much. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend Ira Melman from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform in Washington, D.C. Thank you very, very much, and uh, we got to get you back on so that uh, you can give us an update of what is happening.
2: Uh, I look forward to it. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. We've got our good friend, Mr. John Zadrozny, with the America First Legal Foundation. Uh, He is the Deputy Director of Investigations, which is very, very important, my friends, because uh, I want to ask him uh, about the open border and everything that is going on in the Middle East right now, particularly with threats from Hamas and even Hezbollah and at this point, John. Thank you. Welcome to the show,
3: George. Thank you for having me on as always.
1: Uh, tell us what are your thoughts uh, on on immigration, the open border, and this whole situation with the with uh, the threats coming from Hamas and and uh, Hezbollah. Yeah, I think uh, what happened in Israel should
3: unfortunately serve as a huge wake-up call for us here in the United States based on what we've just seen. Um, And keep in mind Israel is a nation that is essentially always under attack. It has an existential posture every day of the week and uh, their border is probably one of the most secure in the world and yet Um, They experienced an unparalleled terror attack uh, that probably, in in our world, would be the equivalent of millions of people being killed in a single day. Um, So, of course, they're going to take it seriously, but we have not, right? And we've got a situation where we have an administration that wasn't caught off guard by something bad that happened because of maybe they missed an intelligence briefing or something or maybe it just was dumb luck. Uh, What we're seeing is intentional Grotesque negligence on the part Of one political party and one administration For the sake of political gain and it's disgusting And it's going to come back to bite us unfortunately I feel, I feel that more strongly now than ever
1: You know it's fascinating to me how they speak about Security the past couple Of days they've been speaking about the security Of Israel but they don't talk About uh, they don't seem to care about our Own security I mean we've got a Wide open uh, border This morning uh, as In many other mornings Uh, Fox News and a few others have been showing uh, pictures of people, of hundreds of people, not just, you know, not just a few, but hundreds of people crossing the border into Eagle Pass and other uh, communities. We've seen pictures in uh, southern Arizona where people in camouflage are coming across. Uh, What about our national security
3: There is no national security, uh, George. What we're seeing is an administration that has a political goal of letting in as many people into the country as it can. We've discussed this before, but in short, when you spend 50 years aborting Americans in the womb, you're short about 64 million voters. If they want to keep power, if they can only cheat so much, they have to add more people, and this is essentially a voter drive. Now, um, that's been their posture for a long time, but what they've never done, they've always advocated for amnesty for people who are here. What they've never done is essentially... Open the gates and said, just come on in. And so that has created two problems. One of which is people are coming who should not be here. Um, even the good, benign people, most of them, 99.9% of them are going to be ineligible for asylum because that's not what asylum's about. It's not, I want a job. It's, I'm being persecuted for my faith or I'm a political dissident or something. Um, but then the bad people, there are bad people in the mix. And the reality is, when you just let, when you have that kind of volume, George, sure, just like anything else in life, when you are dealing with such a volume, you can't focus on actual, honest to God, screening of people. And what's happening is I'm sure people have fake papers, I'm sure they have no papers. We've already known that a lot of uh, foreign nationals, including some really dangerous places, they have certain drop spots where they discard their passports and their other documents before they get to the border because they don't want us to know who they are. Those are the people they're letting in. And like you mentioned, they're the people they're not letting in who are sneaking across the border. I use the word sneaking loosely because they're officially now coming across in fatigues carrying rifles and backpacks in broad daylight and some of the sheriff's offices along the border have video footage and other photographs of this actually happening and uh, it's really amazing to me what scares me the most about that georgia it's all scary but when you've got those people who are coming across in fatigues carrying things um it does really make you think they clearly paid a premium to the cartels to come across undetected who are they what do they want to do what are they carrying with them and how many of them are there because again we're estimating I think at this point George by the government's own admission they've let in more than 5 million to 6 million people those are the people they've illegally paroled into the country what they don't know is who's come in that we don't know about because it's a guesstimate obviously it's an unknown unknown but the guesstimate's in the vicinity of 1 to 1.5 million people that's a staggering number George
1: Yep, and, and uh, you know, this morning uh, We're talking on Friday, uh, October the 13th This Friday, uh, it was reported that two That yesterday, two um, men on the Two young men on the um, uh, terrorist watch list Were stopped in Eagle Pass And uh, that, that happened sheer by sheer luck uh, Now, you couple that with the defund the police movement that is very very active still, in in many communities across the uh, the country, defund the police while the border is wide open, uh, is that not just a recipe for disaster?
3: I, it absolutely is, George. And um, you know that reminds me of something else too, which is that there's this myth of the left loves to say, uh, well, you know, illegal aliens don't commit more crime. It's not a thing. It's They try and say, compared to the size of the population, they don't commit as much crime. Well, that's not true. It's just not true. The reality is it's a smaller population than the overall U.S. population. And we don't always know, by the way, because what happens, we find out, is that a lot of these sanctuary jurisdictions don't track data. They won't even report if someone's not a citizen or not when they come in and if they commit crime. So, um, but yeah it is a recipe for disaster and it's i would go further i'd say it's, it's a recipe for disaster because we have a federal government that doesn't think security of the american people is important um and so the only backstop for that is sound sane effective state and local law enforcement and when you're gutting those you're essentially destroying your last line of defense intentionally the good news is i think a lot of jurisdictions even in blue states are pushing back against that and thank god they are
1: yeah well speaking of that i'm fascinated with the uh, with all of the uh, sanctuary communities that are suddenly uh, saying, you know, we can't do it or stop, stop it, but but they all seem to be asking for the same thing. They ask for money. They don't ask for uh, for the border to be secured and, and shut down.
3: Yeah, it's true. I, I've gotten a real kick out of that, George. I'm, I'm a native New Yorker. I have enjoyed, uh, the Mayor Eric Adams, like borderline complete conversion on this issue. And What I find, and, but you're from Texas. So what I really find amazing is they are complaining about a really relatively small number of people. Yes. Uh, in a city with a giant budget, by the way, in most regards, they have the money for this in their crying uncle. Um, Texas, Arizona, you guys have been dealing with this for a long time and those numbers are much larger. Uh, and you don't get the fanfare of being the Big Apple. So um, if, you, if, it's, you know, if someone in New York is going to complain about how the city of New York, with all of its 10 million people, is negatively affected by a few thousand people, they should be reaching out to the sheriffs and the governors and the mayors in Texas and Arizona and elsewhere saying, hey, what's going on? Why, how come we're not getting this attention? It's been that bad for us for years.
1: That's right. That's right. The, uh, the number of uh, illegals that are being processed, and I use that word very loosely, that are being processed at the San Antonio Migrant Center, has just grown beyond belief, and um, the local media doesn't even pay attention to it. I mean, they say very little about it. They certainly don't talk about the cause of of the uh, open border. They just uh, talk about uh, the need for humanitarian assistance. Uh, How much does the media uh, play in this whole situation? Oh, they're, they're co-conspirators and accomplices, and they're just as
3: culpable for this. And the reality is, like if, if they were doing their job, more Americans would know about the problem. And I think that's the problem, too, in a way. Uh, I live in a place where, obviously, there's illegal immigration everywhere, and you see it in certain spots if you know what you're looking for, but there's no pain. Right? There's nothing, there's nothing causing a point of inflection for the community where, you know, a school bus full of children is hit by an illegal alien drunk driver and that gets the community up in arms. It doesn't happen in a lot of places because it just doesn't, it doesn't get seen. And so I don't know. I, but the media is absolutely responsible for this. They've tried to paint this, but they're also not being honest, by the way, with regard to who's coming in. I mean, it's one thing exactly. to say yep. we've, we've got a sea of, you know, very poor people coming from a war torn country. That's, different. That is not what we're seeing. And if you've noticed, George, and I know you've noticed this, and I'm sure you're listening to, the media does a really excellent job of pretending that the only people coming into the country illegally are women and children. <laughs> that is not what's going on. In fact, my understanding is that more than 50% are military age men. That's right. Uh, from points unknown. And that that should be the thing that most people care about, because those are the people who will, I don't know, respond to a global day of jihad.
1: Uh-huh. That's right. That's exactly right. That's been, that's been the uh, focus that we've been doing here, when uh, when we do any kind of reporting at the at the migrant center, is the, the extreme number of young men of military age that are here. I mean, and let me tell you, John, <clears throat> they are not humble little uh, immigrants anymore. These folks, uh, they walk with a swagger, and they and they really really are arrogant. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of worried about that. Now, let me ask you one last question before we let you go. Um, going with the battle that's going on in, in D.C. in the House to get a speaker, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel for us in this situation?
3: You mean regarding the selection of the speaker or immigration? Yeah.
1: The, uh, the, the selection of the speaker and then eventually addressing immigration.
3: It'll, it'll happen eventually, George I'm not really that worried about it I know there are some people hyperventilating on our side That we don't have a speaker Well, technically we do We have an adjunct speaker His name is Representative Patrick Henry from North Carolina um, We can function with him in place In fact, maybe there are some merits Having him in place for the next couple of months um, But uh, honestly, it's important to get it right I mean, what I find really interesting uh, Disappointing almost uh, George, is that there are a lot of Republican members of the House who are saying, this is catastrophic. We have to have another vote. I'm like, yes. I'm sorry. That's, what, you, we're that's what we're hearing. That's what we're
1: hearing. Yep. That's yeah, what I heard is.
3: this rumor we were a Democratic Republic, George, and that votes are how we govern. And so I'm okay with that. Um, r- really, what it comes down to is democracy is messy, tyranny is orderly, and too many people on our side are more um, inclined towards tyrannical order than uh, Democratic mess. <laughs> I'll, just give me the Democratic mess any day of the week. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> very well said, folks. We've been speaking with our good friend John Zadrozny from the American uh, First Legal Foundation in Washington, D.C. John, thank you very, very much for chatting with us, and we'll get you back on the show sometime soon again, buddy. Thanks, sounds you. great, George. Thank you. God bless you, sir. You got it once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, I'm talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. And uh, we've got uh, my good friend, uh, County Judge John Paul Schuster from Kenny County, Texas. Now, Kenny County is the, the very famous uh, county that kind of started the ball rolling in, in getting awareness about what is going on, what was going on at the border and uh they were kind of, they were the leaders in this aspect and uh they still continue to suffer cuz they're right there on the border next to Eagle Pass uh and Del Rio and I wanted to get the judge on to talk to us about uh what uh, is happening give him give me his thoughts on a couple of things judge welcome to the show thank you for taking time to be with us
4: uh thank you George thank you for having me back again and we appreciate what you're doing for us um, yeah, it's uh, the cooler weather's got us nervous. Uh, the foot traffic's probably going to get, pick up and get, get you know increase on us now, the cooler weather and everything. But um, what do you got for me today,
1: Leo? <laughs> all right. First of all, uh, the first interview that I did with somebody from uh, Kenny County was over four years ago, uh, almost five years ago. Uh, and uh, I know that uh, the situation was pretty bad uh, even six or seven years ago. Uh, with uh, folks coming across and damaging property, et cetera, et cetera. Now we see that we've got uh, the, the uh, mayor of New York screaming for more money because they can't handle uh, the influx of uh, illegal aliens into his city. The mayor of, of Chicago uh, sending a delegation. In fact, I, I think uh, uh, on Monday they uh, went to the border Uh, We've got various uh, senators and congressmen, uh, as well as other mayors that have uh, spoken out about stopping or addressing, I don't think any of them had said stopping, but addressing the issue of uh, illegal immigration. They're all screaming. All of these big uh, cities are screaming. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, given that they're, the attention that they're getting and they're screaming about a few, uh, well, in some cases, a few hundred.
4: (laughs) Well, um, I don't think they're – if they're addressing it, they're doing it very low-key and and behind closed doors. They're not making a big issue of it other than just what the media wants to give them in that spotlight. But um, they better get ready. Um, That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, It hasn't slowed down any. Our um, highway traffic is uh, pretty high right now. It seems like um, quite a few chases every day, every night bailouts and stuff our foot traffic is starting to uh, reappear um on our southern end of the border i mean southern end of our county which would be the northern end of maverick county and stuff that foot traffic across that area which that kind of puts them you know getting just north of eagle pass and into the community of Kumado there in maverick county pushing them out into their um, foot traffic and stuff but um we're starting to see a little bit more activity um, here on, on the north side of highway 90, stuff and everything but it hasn't it hasn't slowed down much um seems like you know you look at the what they're reporting right now 150 or so on the terrorist watch list and stuff um for the year so far man that's that's you know more than they've done in the last six or seven years combined i believe but that's, that's the nerving part. And, and what's happened to our friends in Israel over there, folks, those, those same folks, they, they've they made way into the United States. And um, I know that probably, you know, you're talking about 2 or 3% of those that have come in, but those 2 or 3% can increase rather quickly once they get organized. And that's that's what they're doing. They're, they're not going to stay here on the border with us here in Kenny County. They're just trying to get their way inland and, and you set up shop and create little communities and so forth in those bigger metropolitan areas and in, in the other rural areas of the united states and so there's nothing to keep them here on the border
1: in fact that's what i was going to uh, ask you um the traffic that you see of illegal aliens coming across going through kenny county these are folks who are who are just like on a highway through there they're not settling in kenny county they're moving through it and at the same time these are not people that are asking for asylum that are introducing themselves to uh, the border patrol these are folks who are avoiding the border patrol
4: correct yes sir yes sir exactly they're avoiding they don't want to be caught they don't want to be detected they're not allowed in their country's not currently allowed in or they have some kind of record or some kind of you know, they're coming from an, another country with a, with a bad rap or something. And so they're, they're literally trying to sneak in and get through and get through us and through the country, through the brush and circumvent the checkpoint and the border patrol stations, you know, along the border here. And then they'll, they'll filtrate into the, like I said, they're, they're filtrating and coming in and they're, they're working their way inward. And once they get, and once they get past our little county here, the chance of them getting caught, well, oh, you know, very, very, very slow
1: very slim yeah and uh and again the numbers of these people that are sneaking in uh you know it's not like when we were young that you know it was two or three juan and 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 uh and carlos getting in these are this is this is hundreds of them on a daily uh, yes, basis sir. yeah groups of 15 20
4: 30 are not not oh, my common guys. and that's and that's 20 you know If they get across into, you know, past Brackettville, you're talking about some of them have already traversed, you know, roughly 15 to 20 miles inland, and remained in a group that big. And most of the groups that we see, 99% of them are males that are say 15 to 35.
1: Wow, wow.
4: Very, very few women. The women that are coming in. Are typically in the vehicles. There's a, there's every now and then you'll catch a group of you know seven or eight or ten or so that'll have one female in, but very very rare. But most of the females are usually being transported via vehicle.
1: Now now the people that are that are trafficking these folks, the ones the, these car chases, this vehicle chases that are going on. Uh, who are these people that are that are that are picking them up and dragging them around?
4: oh 95 percent of them or 90 percent of them or so are, are american citizens oh my God. um from houston san antonio dallas arkansas california oklahoma alabama georgia oh. we've had quite, quite a variety pack right here in our little county and stuff over the over the last couple of years and stuff and um um, they all uh, now that they have a they have a facility for the women to go to. See, before we didn't have a place for women, the trespassers or the or even the American smugglers. But now the state of Texas has opened up the Lopez unit down in the valley. So now um, all the females even um, go to go to jail and get magistrated and either get bonded out or sit in jail until court.
1: Wow. Now uh, let me ask you because uh, this is this is a question that uh, is on my mind all the time. Uh, if the city of New York is screaming that they don't have enough money to house these asylum seekers, um, what is happening to the budget of little old Kenny County?
4: It's, uh, it's strapped pretty good. Um, I can say, though, that Operation Lone Star that the Governor Abbott started a couple of years ago, we're in our third year. It is a tremendous help for us as far as paying overtime and extra help. Typically, our county is going to have somewhere around, oh, 44 to 48 employees, and that's across the board. That's everybody, Um, and right now, we sit around about... Eighty-eight to ninety employees, and that's just all the extra help we've had to pick up because our court cases, our local county court cases, the Class A misdemeanors have gone, you know, to well over twenty-five hundred a year now. Wow! And then the um, district court cases are, you know, in the thousands as well. Um, holding holding county court, um, pretty much three days a week have four four visiting judges that hear nothing but misdemeanor cases for us on the trespassing cases, and then of course district court. Um, they'll have it every day this week and every day next week and then the last uh, week in November and the first two weeks in December will be district court every day here uh,
1: the, the state uh, of Texas' legisl- Senate the state Senate here in Texas is considering a uh, bill or legislation, I, well they passed it, they passed it, they passed it on to the House, a bill that will uh, allow Uh, the arrest of any illegal alien trespassing or any illegal alien entering Texas. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that'll help?
4: I think it'll help, but they cannot. The state will have to fund it. They cannot ask the county, the local residents of any of these border counties to fund fund that and house those, those persons, those folks that come across. And you're talking about that bill would be implemented primarily in situations like we're in right now in a true border county where when we're catching them in the brush or we're catching them on the highway packed in these pickups and cars you know eight nine ten twelve people in the in a vehicle and stuff they're that they are illegal entering Mm -hmm. the country now you know they pull somebody over north of dallas and you know how are you going to know whether they came in legally, or illegally? <laughs> they've, already been here, they've already been here four or five years or something. Right. You know, that's going to be, but I think it would be, it would have to be restricted to, but the state can't, can't pass the, the law, the statute and the mandates and say, all right, county, Kenny county, county, you got to, you, This is what you're going to have to do because we can't afford housing. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. The burden on our taxpayers would be astronomical. So what I, what, what forces our hands to do it here is say, well, we just, you know, we don't arrest them if, if we can't, we don't have any room for them. We can't house them.
1: Do you see? So yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: It doesn't really resolve the issue unless the state also says we will keep funding or, or, or provide funding to houses such as you're doing right now. The Briscoe unit in Dilley, the Lopez unit down the valley in the um, other facility um, in Edinburgh, I believe, is where a lot of these folks are going right now. They, they converted those state prisons into county jails. Uh, Judge, they reclassified them.
1: do you see any light at the end of the tunnel, or what is the resolution for this?
4: Uh, uh, don't see now? the light. Don't see the light. The resolution is we have to pull our humanitarian card and put it up on the top shelf where nobody can reach it until we settle this back down and secure the border. Amen. That's true. We have, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking because you would think if 90% of these folks are, are with good intentions, the 10%, look at what the 10% has done to other parts of America right now.
1: That's right. That's right. We've got to the remember. Humanitarian
4: court, and, and I hate to say that and I hate to be like that, but there has to be the humanitarian court has to be put up on the top shelf, locked in the safe and us negotiate and enforce the laws that we have on the books and go back to these countries and say, you know what? Last year we gave you five billion dollars. This year we're not giving you any. <laughs> or we won't, we're, we're reducing it because half your population is on its way to the United States, so you don't need as much money anymore. Exactly. But the, the humanitarian court is, is the only way this thing's going
1: to... Oh, and it's I
4: mean, it, it, and it's,
1: you know... They use it's, that it's, card. They use that card, let me tell you. Yes, sir. Yep. Judge, we're going to let you go, but thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us, folks. We've been speaking with our good friend, Judge uh, John Paul Schuster from Kenny County, Texas. You stay safe, and uh, our, yes, Thank you. our greetings to all your friends out there. Thank you.
4: Appreciate it, George. Have a
1: good day. Thank you. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, but we've got a, a guest with us. He's been on before. Sheriff, everybody knows him as Sheriff Mack, uh, Sheriff Richard Mack. He's in Arizona and uh, wanted to get him on because he has been fighting the fight about the issue of uh, border security and its impact on American citizens, on crime and everything else that goes on. Um, I wanted to get him on because uh, here we are, my friends, looking at uh, a wide open border while there are threats from the Middle East being launched directly at us and uh, this is not a time to sit back and say, well, you know, we're, we've always had a, a, a problem with the border. This is serious. Richard, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. Welcome to the show.
5: <coughs> El Conservador, it is uh, my pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, my pleasure. All right, so tell us, Richard, what, is, what, are, what, are, you, what are your thoughts of what is going on in the Middle East What Hamas and Hezbollah Have threatened And this wide open border that we've had for the past uh, At least 24 months
5: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been uh, It's really hard to watch this kind of treason going on It's, it's really hard uh, To watch the destruction uh, Of our country uh, Abe Lincoln said That uh, America would never be destroyed By an outside enemy If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Politically, we are destroying ourselves. We are watching the uh, socialist, communist takeover of America. Uh, Many states have already achieved that. Um, For instance, Minnesota is probably top of the list of that. I just got back from a a 10-day tour in Minnesota. They've got some great people there, but they've uh, pretty much... Sold out to, uh, the communist movement there. Uh, they'll, they'll call it something else, but, uh, you know, call it woke, call it whatever you want, but, uh, it's happening nationwide and there's many states that believe, uh, that we should be a socialist-communist nation. The communist party is, is very strong in America. But, uh, regarding Hamas and Israel, uh, and the enemies that seem to be surrounding Israel, uh, first of all, uh, I, I, de- I absolutely deplore and condemn violence of any kind. Left, right, anywhere in the middle, uh, I completely condemn violence. Uh, and I believe that there could be a better response to uh, this attack by Hamas uh, that seemed uh, unprovoked, whether it was provoked or not. Uh, somebody needs to lay down the, the weapons and put our knives down, put our guns down, and try to find peaceful solutions to all of this. Looking at Hamas, it's, it seems that that could be very difficult. But at the same time, uh, getting America involved in more wars, uh, I mean, how many more how many more wars are we going to get into? And that brings up also another stupid thing uh, beyond stupid, almost treasonous, that we give so much money to, uh, in the form of foreign aid, to countries who hate us, uh, and it's just absurd. Do you know how much foreign aid we we give to Venezuela every year? Uh-huh. And that country, <laughs> that country has nothing uh, to do with America, and it has no interest in supporting America in any way, so the, the money is actually used against us, and the stupid withdrawal from Afghanistan that we left billions and billions of dollars' worth of military equipment, that is now being used against Israel. And, and so, it just, it just, this whole thing just keeps piling on higher and higher. And right now, because of the border that you mentioned, that has been completely open to anyone and everyone. The the, the international terrorists, Hamas and others, Al-Qaeda, it doesn't matter who, now have an association with the cartels in Latin America, and they bring them up through the southern border, and that has been happening the last uh, 10, 15 years. It was big time rolling under Obama. Trump tried to get it under control and tried to uh, close the border, and he, he was the only one. In the past 15 years that actually has done anything like that. And of course, we're arresting him and going after him and we're let, letting the other, uh, traitors go. So this is, this is the thing that has happened now to America. I've been to training on this. I've been to, uh, the intel reports on this and I've been to McAllen, Texas and I've uh, ridden the machine gun boats there and watching the cartels doing what they're doing i'm also uh when i was sheriff uh, i got we uh, discovered or the sheriff in southern arizona uh, which was just one county away from the border that my county was in Graham county uh they discovered a drug tunnel and a and a human trafficking tr- tunnel and i went to that tunnel and i saw how sophisticated and elaborate it was i crawled through it myself it's only about maybe three and a half, four feet high at the most. It had a water system in it. It had a pulley system in it to, to pull the people across. And uh, it was extremely elaborate. And the money that p- was put into that was uh, astonishing. But the amount of people that were involved in it on both sides of, of the border was also quite alarming. This whole thing should be scaring every America, every American across the country. And now we even have the left who said oh yeah they're all welcome Uh, we're a sanctuary for all of them now they're screaming bloody murder and telling the president to stop it when you have that happening you know you have a problem George and this is a huge American problem and it's going to bite us on the backside. this is the Frankenstein that we have created in our country and this monster is going to attack us and it is a very horrible situation
1: let me ask you because the additional issue of the, uh, the lack of security, the lack of national security at the border, it, yes, in my ben, in my book, is being coupled with the defund the police movement. I mean, uh, it it just seems like we're getting we're getting hit on two uh, on two fronts. What are your thoughts?
5: Uh, it is. It's part of the propaganda scheme. Uh, get the police out of the way. Uh, and, and here look at look at what biden did instead of getting 87,000 people put to the border he wants 87,000 more bullies in the irs to go after <laughs> the american people it's true i mean it's just as, astonishing how opposite his leadership has been and and so and who's really in charge of the white house is still a question because it isn't It is not Joe Biden. He had to be pulled off another stage. And this happens time and time again. And if you ask me, and I'll say this, people like her and think she's an innocent participant. She's not. One of the biggest liars, if not the biggest liar in America is Jill Biden. Because she's covering for him and she knows that he's not capable of being president of the United States. So is the rest of the staff. It's all a joke. They know it is. I feel sorry for him. I'm not trying to condemn him for being sick, but uh, my father-in-law died of Parkinson's. My dad died of Parkinson's, and I know it when I see it. And this guy has Parkinson's, uh, and and it is absurd that we continue to believe all that he's done the past three years, and we now want to reelect him. Anybody who wants to reelect, what's been going on, and support what's been going on. You are supporting our own demise, and you need to stop being a loyalist Democrat and start being a loyal American and get somebody into office that knows what they're doing.
1: I couldn't have said it better. I mean, you are you are so much on the mark. Uh, do you see any any light at the tu- at the end of the tunnel at this point, my friend? Uh, yes, and
5: the light on the, at the end of the tunnel is a huge freight train coming right at us that's the only light at the end of the tunnel we better uh, shape up and get this thing corrected uh, while we still have a chance but just just going to war and pouring money into another war is not the answer it is trying and the attempt to find peaceful solutions secure our border and provides security uh, across this country. Article four, section four, of the United States Constitution says that the United States government shall protect each state from invasion. And and they're not. They're not. They're doing just the opposite, and they're breaking the law. And this is this is absolute treason. And and we've got to get our act together here nationally. We've allowed so many d- terrorists. It is over a 100,000 terrorists that have entered America, that have set up shop here, and the cartels have set up shop in America, and they are working together to pull us down. And they are very patient, and they're, wait- they're waiting for the, the most opportune time. And we don't even have security at our... Uh, power grids in this country and there are three major power grids if they were to bomb them uh even do a grenade launcher into them they could shut down america and it would it would take years to to repair and get back and and we are not ready and we've got to wake up and it's it's time now to put politics aside and stand for America and do its right to secure our borders and, and to sh- secure our country from within as well.
1: You got it, buddy. We, uh, we're we going to let you go, but thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us, Richard. We've been speaking with Sheriff Richard Mack uh, from uh, Arizona, and uh, he is nationally known. Richard, uh, do you have a blog that people could po- follow you on?
5: Well, we certainly have a website, and we put a lot of information out uh, on our website, CSPOA.org. We are all about the sheriffs being part of this security. We've seen uh, great sheriffs in Texas and what they can do, uh, but they can't do this alone, and they need more resources. And you can make a donation or become a member of the CSPOA at CSPOA.org. We need you. Uh, This is our last chance. The sheriff is America's last hope. Join us at cspoa.org.
1: You got it, buddy. You got it. Thank you very much, folks. We've been uh, chatting with uh, Sheriff Richard Mack, and um, we thank you uh, once again. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Once again, my friends, thank you very much for joining us th- today. I hope that you've enjoyed the program. I hope that you will talk to your friends and tell them about our program. If you're interested, again, in uh, listening to our program, it'll be repeated here on our station, as well as uh, we will be glad to uh, share it with you on Facebook, on social media, on LinkedIn, as well as if you send us your uh, uh, your email on uh, on Messenger, we will be more than happy to uh, send uh, you a link so that you can listen to it uh, at your disposal whenever you uh, want to at your uh, pleasure. So, once again, my friends, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope that you will join us again next week. Tell your friends about it. Until next time, this is George Rodriguez El Conservador talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. God bless America and God bless Texas.